Welcome to Half Day Fridays, where we wrap up our week early to keep things in perspective and consciously chase down what we love. Along the way, we'll be chatting to loads of different people that have different backgrounds, different passions, and heaps of different insights. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Hey guys, this is Em, and I'm in the studio with Kirby Burton, founder of Stoker Coffee and Salute Espresso. She's a mum, an entrepreneur, and an absolute go-getter. We'll be talking work-life balance, wearing lots of hats, and the all-important ingredient to manage it all, coffee. Let's get to it. I'm here with Serial Ideas Girl, Kirby Burton. She runs Stoker Coffee and today she's going to give us an insight about the balancing act. She's probably one of the most incredible women for wearing a thousand hats and wearing them very well. So she's going to give us a little bit of insight on how she handles all of that. Um, Curbs was at our soft launch of Tough Titties. Um, she actually gave us an incredible venue to hold it at. So I just want to find out from you, what was your highlight from the night? Oh, my absolute highlight was the people just lifting each other up. There was no conflicts. Everyone was on a high. It started with Verve, of course. (laughs) So that's a great start to the night. Um, But the highlight was the women meeting each other with smiles on each other's faces and being proud. Um, And it was a night to um, really champion each other on and meet new people that are trying to do cool things. And that was the best for me. I would have to agree. Like, I didn't realise how many people in our local vicinity were doing their own thing and kind of felt a little bit isolated on it so having us all in the one room together and I'm sure there's a thousand more people we could have had there um, was awesome I loved it yeah and a huge credit to your team for pulling that off because that was your whole ideals behind the night is to bring to I I guess get rid of that isolation and bring women together to that are like-minded yeah and wanting to lift each other up and have some cool ideas and run that yeah definitely every time I catch up with you which we do sometimes personally sometimes when I need a coffee uh, sometimes when I need some mum advice um, you are literally juggling a thousand things and the minute you finish one thing you're starting something else so what does a balanced life look like oh okay I'm working on this one this is a work in progress Um, never ending (laughs) yeah it's a never ending work in progress you're right Um, so balance to me is I pretty much made the choice I don't work weekends um, since having my kids Um, sometimes I will have to race in and do a few things but a balanced life to me is that um, having time to myself to go and rejuvenate myself because you can't pour from an empty cup totally Um, but I love what I do also so people often say you're always working Kirby but to me, it's not so much work. So yeah. balance is I, I feel unbalanced when I'm not at work. I need to have that in my life because it's what I thrive in. Yeah. yeah. I heard, I think straight from your lips, that you went back to work the day after giving birth? I did. I did a little, I so I did a little four hour shift. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, finding that out from you when I, oh, I can feel emotions coming on. It, I'm a new mum, so that's allowed. Um, but when I found that out from you, 
it made me feel oh my gosh tears yeah, ridiculous fine. it's normal <laughs> I told you about this before <laughs> um, it made me feel way better I can just do it how I want to do it yes um, it wasn't that I had to go back to work the same day like you did but I could do whatever made me feel comfortable so that was so encouraging for me and it is about that balance like doing what works for you it's different yeah. for everyone so and if it's something like I would not recommend to anyone to do that it's just that that was within my capacity um I had an amazing second birth I I didn't go straight back with my first child um but everything worked out well I was feeling energetic it wasn't that I was rostered on and I had to be there um but there were jobs that needed my attention and I thought you know what I'm up to this today I'll go in I won't put a time limit on it I'll go in and I'll do what I need to do and leave when I need to leave so yeah um for any new mothers just do what works for you if you need a full 12 months off before you even think about work that's you and there's no judgment there at um, all no yeah way. I totally did definitely get judgment surrounding that yeah um but yeah I I think opening this conversation to let women just do what's right for them and yeah across all levels, not just to do with having kids and balance and that it's just about what you're comfortable in your capacity. Yeah. Someone else said you get given what you can handle. So sometimes it's about that. Like your business at the time may not need you so much so you can be at home and just enjoy that time or it may need you. So you will be there and you do what you got to do. Absolutely. So cool. Okay. We want to get into a little more nitty gritty around this balancing act. So what is it that your day looks like from the start to the finish? Okay. Kids, food, um, dressed, daycare. Then um, I go into my shops and I touch base with my staff because there's normally at least 20 questions that need answering so catching up on the previous day well catching up on what needs to be done that day um i.e kirby's going to be out today doing a podcast so she's not in (laughs) at lunchtime today so just little things on little projects that we've got going on whether it's customers coming in for wholesale orders or things needing to be sent out or um we've got a new item on the menu um or anything along those lines I just catch up with my staff um and I'd be really present in my cafe for the first hour yeah um and that doesn't necessarily have a structure of me going around and going do you need me today it's just purely being there and they they normally jump at me when they need something so I give that hour to them and then I move into the next task, which is normally rostering, paperwork, general running a business stuff that is just so not my jam. <laughs> um, so you prefer <laughs> to be customer facing rather than the administrative stuff? I definitely outsource my administration because <laughs> I'm definitely not good at it. Um, but so that's part of balancing is outsourcing? Yeah, yeah, okay. 100%. Um, I didn't really realise that or understand that that was something that a lot of creative businesses do until this year um, okay. and it has freed me up to expand my business and um, just have more balance yeah. yeah it's that saying of like working on your business rather than in your business is yeah. that the right way around yeah I yeah yeah that that's it <laughs> yeah no mum brain for you you got that <laughs> <I'm all over laughs> <this>. <laughs> um, so then I yeah try and do a little bit of that 
because there still are things that need my attention, um, which I can't outsource, like rosters or um, change of staff or things like that. Um, And then I try and do some of the creative stuff. So whether it's roasting or um, working on some branding or new product or things like that, that's the stuff that I thrive in. Um, And I, without a doubt, I'm 100% honest about this I am so guilty of getting distracted so if someone walks into my shop and they're working on a cool project and they want an idea or sit down with me and chat about something I will devote all of my attention to that because I find it so much more fun (laughs) I feel you there I'm so (laughs) similar to that I get really excited about new ideas and new ventures and I'm super passionate about hearing how that kind of is starting out so how did you start coffee Like what made you go from drinking it to making it? So I worked for an awesome employer locally here in Coffs um, and they weren't necessarily amazing. They were a chain, um, a coffee chain. Um, They weren't necessarily amazing at coffee, but the owners really sewed into the staff um, and the systems and the creativity behind it. So I really thrived in that environment and went, you know what, I think I want to do this. So I moved to Melbourne and that's where I really launched myself into the coffee industry. A little bit of a latte award there. Tell us about that. Did some research. (laughs) (laughs) I normally keep that one quiet. Sorry. Um, No, that's okay so um yeah the Melbourne coffee world it just blew my mind it opened right up for me they have this thing called this specialty coffee association Australia and um they are a huge business that um hold competitions so you have to win state to then win nationals and then they pay for you to go on to the worlds and compete on the world stage um So I've done that twice now. Um, In 2009, I won the Australian Championships for Coffee and Good Spirits. Um, And then 2011, I won the Australian Latte Art Championships. Go you! Um, Yeah, and just super fun. I guess back in that day, I didn't take it as seriously as I probably should have um, because I was just in it for a free trip to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) But it definitely opened my eyes. um, And that's kind of what, yeah, led me from drinking it into, yeah, I think I really want to do this. So did it, how did you go from this is what I love and this is what I'm passionate about into actually starting a cafe? So I, um, I once I'd won the 2011 Australian Latte Art Championships, I decided to stay on in London. Um, sorry, that was in Maastricht in Holland. And then I decided to move to London to work for the world champion. Um, and there I set up his training school. And when I moved back to Australia I didn't go back to Melbourne I came to Coffs um, to be closer to family Um, and I had to sell my house in Melbourne and fortunately made a little bit of money on that so I went oh what am I going to do with this I might start a roastery so that's sort of how it all happened so you self-backed your business yeah that's so exciting it means you have creative control you didn't have to look for investment yeah. Was that important to you, being able to have creative control over it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my dad has always taught me from when I was a very, very little girl is that um, you can work hard now and play hard later or you can play hard now and work hard later, but whatever you choose to do second, you will do for the longest. Ah. Um, and so surrounding loans, I don't know, like people will definitely have varied opinions on this, but my what my dad had taught me was that you – 
only ever, ever get a loan for a house and maybe, maybe, maybe a business. Um, so that was um, sort of important to me. I never had car loans or credit cards or anything so like you that. definitely invested within your means, yep. if that makes sense. Definitely. Well, that's cool. That's even good advice is rebalancing. You're kind of balancing your finances and the stress that finances can put on your business or yourself, yes. your personal life, marriage, all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So and, important. and I think this day and age is especially as the banks so badly want you to get loans. Um, so it is super tempting to go, oh, yeah, I'll just do this and then I can fund that project. Um, and I have done that in the past and it definitely hasn't um, been more ve- beneficial than investing within my means. Yeah. yeah, so good. And then, okay, so you started with the roasting and how long were you doing that before you decided I'm doing a cafe? Actually, a couple of years. So I was doing okay. that for um, two years um, and then I had a baby. Ah, right in the middle of it. Yeah, so I hadn't really set up my roastery to where I wanted it to be um, and recognised that if I was going to, I guess, steer my business in a small town, it's hard to do coffee sales without really showing them how amazing your product is yeah um being regional um the coffee knowledge up here isn't what it was in melbourne so i felt like i was clutching at straws kind of thing so to educate at the same time as absolutely and so the only way that i saw that people could truly understand how awesome my coffee was if was if i was in control of it yeah um because having so-and-so use my product is great but there's so many steps along the process that the barista can make my coffee taste terrible I'll be honest about it (laughs) um so I can be using the best beans and then still burn the shit out they could still (laughs) yeah totally stuff it up (laughs) absolutely um so I I opened that when I had a six-month-old okay baby so tell me just a tiny bit about that. Having a newborn baby and having a business right now, it's fun. But any kind of like tips I can gleam, I'm all into. <laughs> yeah, so um, you've got staff already, which is awesome. And your, your beautiful little baby Sorry. is already, um, you know, being well and truly looked after, which is amazing. Spoiled. Yeah, spoiled <laughs> rotten. <laughs> yeah, good luck with the sleeping later on. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, but it was at that six month mark that I went, oh, I can't take my baby to work because it now crawls oh, yeah. and I can't just put it on the ground or in a pram and it sleeps beautifully <laughs> anymore. So it was at that point where I realized that, um, I needed more health yeah, and staff yeah. Um, to push the business forward and, I reckon that's so important, even with the balancing idea is for me, it was um, a game changer to kind of release elements of the business um, to someone else. Nerve wracking is all hell, but exciting at the same time, because suddenly you're giving this little baby of a business over to someone else. You've got to kind of 
get everything out of your head and down on paper for someone else. And yeah. But once you do it, it's kind of like really inspiring and it yes. does release the business to grow. Yes. And, you know, it's sort of like packing a nappy bag for your business. Totally. Like it's all of that, oh, it's it's taking me more time and more energy to set this up um, to have the staff then take over. But then they also um, – Fortunately, bring a whole nother set of eyes and a whole New nother light. set of, yeah, absolutely yeah. freshness to totally. what you're trying to achieve. And they've got new ideas. They've got a different take on things. They can handle things that used to drive you crazy. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. I um, was very reluctant for many years to get staff. I'm a little bit of a control freak. So, I'd have <laughs> contractors that I could have for a little while, but then... It's that whole idea of getting someone inspired and you can infect someone else with it um, and they catch that vision. It's so cool to kind of take them on that journey. Yeah, without a doubt, we do free um, training to our wholesale clients and our most successful training sessions are when a staff members come into our environment um, and come and done training at our cafe because they get inspired with the systems that we've got in place that are going to optimize the best way to make coffee Um, and they get so inspired and our most successful training is done within our cafes because it rips them out of that environment that they um, I guess have become stale in and and gone over and over and over in the same bad routine yes um and they come over see the right way to do it and then go back refreshed yeah um and it's kind of um yeah a a great way to do it having systems in place I'm guessing is part of being able to balance so many different things yes systems definitely so um fortunately we're in a new era these days so there are so many systems that um like pre-existing ones Yeah, yeah yeah um I have my own systems around coffee and that came a lot of my experience from um competing on a world stage you need to have a routine and have that routine down pat yeah um so I pretty much apply that route that coffee routine to all of my staff um and then train it on to new people so I can now entrust my staff to retrain retrain because they're just doing Kirby's world champion (laughs) routine (laughs) I love it over and over and over again and replicate uh, this yeah absolutely so I've just got like mini Kirby robots around town (laughs) (laughs) and then also on the technology side of things like oh definitely systems like deputy and counter just make life easy because all these are apps that just make my life a million times easier Say those apps again. So what's Deputy? Deputy is amazing. It's um, a rostering system. Yeah. Um, but I have 33 staff. Um, and so knowing if they actually came to their shift or they were late to their shift. So they have to put in their unique little pin code on the iPad at work. And it takes a photo of their face. So, um, yeah, it's like a little selfie to start work. So um, good. And then a, stel- a selfie to finish work. So they can't just call up and they're made at work and be like hey can you just sign me in (laughs) I'm running late um so facial recognition yeah yeah totally (laughs) so then at the end of the week I don't do it anymore but I used to I get to see all these funny little selfies which I really need to do on like a Christmas party rundown (laughs) (laughs) um 
And that's made life so much easier because I know if we've had to cancel a shift or add yep. another shift in that that person has actually been there for that time. So it, yeah. it is these little things that we didn't have initially, um, but they've made a huge difference to how we roster absolutely. And yep. then at the end of the day, the bottom line. It's um, sometimes surprising to meet people in a particular industry and then find out that they're so passionate about this other little thing on the side. Yes. So like your creativity and your passion for business is probably a new thing I'm getting to know about you. So if you, two questions. The first one is you started with roasting, you then opened a cafe and now you are also wholesaling. What was the decision to go from roasting and cafe into wholesale why did you decide it and how did you kind of make that move well okay we'll go back a step so (laughs) when I was um competing um we had a really successful cafe that I was managing in Melbourne um we were doing huge amounts of coffee um but we were always really disappointed with our supplier some weeks it would be incredible um other weeks it would be really really subpar hashtag burnt um no so we were getting really infuriated with this small boutique roaster that we were using um and recognizing that we were doing in excess of 120 kilos a week which is huge um so I had said to my boss why aren't we doing it like we're doing enough coffee to to just even be roasting for ourselves, let yeah. alone wholesaling. And you could see the benefit of it both from a financial point of view and from a continuity point of view? Absolutely. Yeah. And that continuity would run through the cafe and um, and and then make the cafe more um, consistent. Yeah. Um, and that was my goal. So it was a little bit selfish, I guess, because I just <laughs> wanted consistent coffee. Um but we did the numbers, worked it out. Um, opening a roastery is a hugely long process. They say that your roaster will be here in five weeks. Really, it's going to be like nine months. We got a roaster, started roasting, um, and then obviously that led into wholesale pretty quickly. So we, uh, And I was, you managed that element? Um, I was roasting, so it was a really okay. unique um, journey going from being a barista to then learning the whole art, science, everything behind roasting yeah um and just finding that consistency and speaking programs also most roasters use an awesome program called cropster um which just tracks like temperature airflow everything wow um and roast after roast so that then again brings you continuity and consistency yeah um which i have no doubt the our previous supplier wasn't using that (laughs) (laughs) um so we did that and then i ended up roasting my coffee for the cafe and then to um roast my own beans to compete on the world stage as well which was super fun um so when i had come back from london um my whole idea was that, well, I'll just skip the whole cafe side of things because it's long hours. There's really, everyone thinks there's a lot of money in it, but really you've got to make a heck of a lot of $3 coffees to be making, you know, essentially what one dress shop would make off one sale. So I went, well, I'm going to skip out the cafe side. I'm just going to go straight into the wholesale roasting thing. So that's where I started and um, did that. And then recognising how hard it is to show people how awesome your coffee is without yeah. being able to really show them. So in some ways, the cafe is like your showroom. Absolutely. So you've got the behind the scenes all sorted. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, front of house is your little 
time to shine, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. If you weren't doing the end-to-end coffee, what would you be doing? So I love yoga. I probably could look at that like later, later on in life. Um, But that's probably also where my passion for helping my friend open her studio comes in. Would you say (laughs) having that element of yoga in your world helps you feel more balanced? Oh, yeah. Yin and yang. Like (laughs) like that's our whole business model with having her across the road is like I hype them right, right up and she brings them right right back down like it's just a perfect (laughs) oh that's great do you find that kind of physical exertion or relaxation helps your mental space absolutely um I I actually thrive on a power flow so yeah yeah, I am a little bit ADD um so my ideal yoga scenario is to be like dripping sweat um (laughs) and really moving my body hospitality is like on your feet it's um very physically exhausting um so then moving your body to stretch it and allow it to have more movement seems like that works better for me yeah um even though sometimes you don't have the motivation to really go ahead and do that I heard a really cool saying the other day it was discipline over motivation at times you've just got to be committed to doing something and doing it regularly and then the motivation starts to kick in after time so I thought that was really cool absolutely and it's also finding something you love for me part of my balancing act I know is definitely getting outside and moving my body and it's partly the endorphins it's partly the feeling of control and empowerment and freedom all of that kind of stuff definitely helps me balance even if it's just your headspace. Sometimes it's the only thing you can control in your day. Absolutely. Okay. So if you were to tell someone three points for a balanced life, three winning tips, what would it be? Try and find something that you love to work with. Um, Definitely exercise. So whether it's a yin yoga class where you're pretty much just laying on your back, but it's that hour to yourself. Or if it's going for a run, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just exercise. Yeah. Go for a walk, anything. Um, three, a balanced life. Oh, work on something. Like find a goal and work toward it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hugely goal driven and I find when I have a goal, I have more motivation. And that's both in home and yeah. work life. If you've got a goal um, to have your meals more organized that's always a goal on my list (laughs) (laughs) do we have things in the fridge (laughs) yes can I feed my children tonight (laughs) goals are definitely help you with motivation and determination that's really cool yeah I have totally loved having a chat with you and if there's anything you want to ask go for it but otherwise am I allowed to ask your goal your three my three points of balanced life number one is know yourself Yes. hundred percent. Like know what you need, know what makes you tick and don't apologize for it. Like if you need to walk for four hours every day to feel sane, go for it and make that work in your day. Um, Be super honest with yourself, all of that kind of stuff. So being balanced is about, yeah, understanding yourself really well. That would be my first tip. My second tip would be, I don't want to say it because I'm not very good at it, but 
delegate. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely learn to delegate, learn to ask for help, um, learn to let go of control at times. You don't have to have it all sorted and all under, you don't have to control it all. Sometimes it's better if you don't. Yeah. And then the third tip for me right now would be every day can be a different look of balance. Like someone asked me, what my routine's looking like having a newborn. And I'm like, well, every day I start again. It's like, (laughs) so every day is a new day. And so that's a thing for me. You can have a balance of today that looks different to your balance yesterday. So I know we're talking about season. Yeah. We were talking about continuity before, but right Mm. now where I'm at is it's not continuous. It's different each day. And I've got to be cool with that I agree with that no balance is definitely seasonal (laughs) oh too good okay well I'm going to wrap it up because you are a very busy lady with lots of different balls in the air balls in the air (laughs) go on you said it you went there (laughs) um so we're going to wrap it up but um thank you so much Miss Kirby been an absolute pleasure oh thank you Thanks so much for chilling with us. And just a little heads up, the next Tough Titties event, What Grind Your Goat, will be happening on the 26th of July. We've got a wicked panel of ladies chatting through the tiny frustrations that get under your skin. And there will be champagne, need I say more. Jump onto the website, toughtitties.co and grab a ticket. See you there.